Hi, I'm Kabir. I'm Naomi. And I'm Janvi. And, and this, this is, is the Social Battery Podcast. Podcast. Okay, now it's like reached the point where it's no longer annoying. Yeah. Honestly. Okay. It's getting more and more annoying. Bye. No, I think it's becoming like more like mellow and chill. <laughs> okay, so today's topic is one that's really um, interesting to me. It's that does conditioning justify your mindset? And before we get into what that means or anything, I just want to issue a few trigger warnings. Homophobia, transphobia, sexism, Islamophobia and xenophobia. But if any more spring up in the course we'll of the conversation, we'll mention them and then you can just click off then if you're not in the headspace for them. I think generally like bigoted opinions, yeah. but nothing in like detail. Not in yeah. detail, but these we'll possibly yeah, go into detail. All of these ones we'll probably go into detail in. But we're just, what we're attempting to do with this episode is I think dissecting like the roots of bigotry and how, you know, you've heard that thing that, okay, but they're from an older generation mm-hmm. and older mindset and therefore you have to cut them a bit of slack. Yeah. And yeah, we'll also, sorry, I forgot that entire, we'll also be discussing about how your privilege affects your society, your stance on certain issues or like societal mm. standings. So um, that's basically what we're going to be getting into today. Naomi, do you want to start us off? I think uh, what probably came to everyone's minds from the get-go of this episode was um, your grandparents or your parents sort of not being outrightly homophobic, but... Being you know, outrightly homophobic, I think. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a badge of honor, it's like a joke. Yeah, like being homophobic, um, being transphobic, being queerphobic in general, I think. And every time you try to call it out, you are met with a lot of people saying, oh, but their times were different. Which I get, like they grew up in extremely different times, their conditioning is completely different from that of ours. But now when we're trying to explaining it to you, why are you not ready to understand? Right. Does that make sense? So, um, Janvi, what do you think? I think there's a lot of grey area with this because... Literally take a shot in every episode that Janvi says grey area. <laughs> grey like, I feel like I am tired of hearing it at this point. Anyway, there's a lot of grey area. It's just us saying Again? safe. Again? <laughs> yeah, okay, continue. I'm going to have to say it again. Mm. But there is a lot of grey area. <laughs> I feel like, you know, um, most people that you like get this from, I think we're all talking about like our grandparents, um, people who we've met who do not necessarily have the resources to educate themselves apart from maybe like the education system, which in itself is not equipped. the best. Yeah, it's not equipped. The teachers teaching it can themselves... <laughs> Yeah, so um, in that, like, what do you as someone who is an ally Mm. um, do or say when um, you're, like, talking, you know, like, just, what do you do when you come across it? What do you, how do you react? What do you say? Because you, my, you, obviously homophobia is bad, but also those people have grown up with that conditioning, but also it's not justified. It's yeah, an explanation, it's not confusing. an excuse or a justification. It's an explanation, not an excuse. It's really muddled. It's really muddled. And do, do people, sorry, I have a question to yes, add to that, you know, ahead. to people who say that, who are mm-hmm. like, you know, but they come from different generations and we'll get into privilege also with Johnny when uh, she talks about it. But I feel like one thing that we definitely do need to consider is that do people just stop developing after a certain point? Do they, like, when you're like, when you hit 70 or even when you hit like 40 yeah. or 50, do people just stop being human beings? Like, 
the the goal of a human being is to accustom like and acclimatize to the surroundings that you live in not only physical to but also society. to cosmopolitan society or anywhere you okay. know what i mean even if you're not living in a cosmopolitan city wherever you're living there is bound to be some form of diversity not every right. single human being is the same person there is always some difference between us do you just stop and whatever you've assimilated and learned in the first 20 25 years of your life do yeah. you just take that as the truth and the whole truth and nothing beyond that later that's what really fascinates me about the concept you know which is is really interesting to me because if i ever get into a fight with my father no offense dad i love you so much we love you uncle yeah <laughs> if i ever get into a fight with him about something and he makes um a peccadillo with something he says which is not wrong i mean which is not right and i call it out he says hey i'm 50 i can't change this mm. that this that you can change you can read articles about it you have your daughter sitting here who can explain it to you it's not that you can't change i think if you have the resources you always have scope for change yeah always. i think that the, the one thing that for my family was like a big like you know like um introduction into the world of i think non binary people was when demi lovato came out as non binary when they yeah. said that their pronouns were times of india article literally <laughs> said demi lovato has decided that her pronouns are they them <laughs> and i was reading <laughs> times of india is one of the biggest newspapers in the country and the fact in the world and the they are yeah cuz i mean india is one of the biggest countries in the world <laughs> so the readers were then you it, it's it's like a geometric progression right? i don't know if that's correct mathematics but let's just take it to be <laughs> So um yeah so I was saying that like I think when they came out as non binary that was the first dinner table conversation I had about it was when my father asked me you know like what does that even mean like are we just addressing them now is you know like with in what they call what he calls the third person which and I think that those sorts of things do show that people are willing to change that people are mm-hmm. Actually, you know, leave willing to change. People are reading in the world. People are still open. People have scope to change. Like there's scope always to change. there's always scope to change, and I think it it comes then down to what it's is your. It's not that your mindset can be set in stone. It can't. If we as children can change, I think them as grown adults can also not change their personalities. Just maybe like start respecting things more. more. Maybe try to see it yeah, from a different level. Yeah, you're like claiming to be a good person, but then you're like. I'm a good person as long as these people like align with my to. like. Yeah, and also like I'll give an example. Obviously, the the um, we are far different from our parents in the sense that we're kids and we still have growing minds and this and that. But when we were babies, we were also being conditioned in the same way that they were when the advent of technology was not as much as it is now. where um some of their political opinions would be the same as ours if we can read and learn and say those are not our opinions or if we can read and learn and now realize the 50 trillion things that are wrong with the society i am sure obviously it does not end with you reading an article but it can start with Something. you reading an article right. yeah if that makes sense and like my mom a thing that she if you tell her something's wrong she will make an active um uh, effort effort to change that about her mm. and she will sometimes falter but that is what i'm okay with that at least you're trying at least there's scope for change 
बट वन इज विद इन ओल्ड पर्सन दैट विल बी लाइक नहीं बेटा जब मेरा टाइम था ना तो सारी चीज़ें डिफरेंट थे तो मैं चेंज नहीं कर सकता आई डोंट अग्री विद दैट एंड अदर थिंग इज दैट लॉट ऑफ पीपल ब्रिंग अप इज एक्सपीरियंस विच वी कैन टॉक अबाउट इज फर्सी वी डोंट रिली हैव अ वी डोंट हैव टू मच अवर राइट टू टॉक अबाउट दिस बट वेरी ब्रीफली डैबलिंग इन इस्लामोफोबिया बिकॉज वेर ऑब्वियसली लाइक वेर एक्सपोज टू इट ऑल अराउंड अस वी आर ऑफकोर्स um not the people who are who that hate is directed towards because we we are not none of us identify as muslims right yeah no matter how we say this it will sort of be a privilege point it is a privilege point to yeah. be because we we don't identify as muslims and therefore we're not the target of that hatred but a lot of the islamophobia in this country mm-hmm. especially like in like uh, in my family i think we're not islamophobic like my like i i've been taught from a young age to follow a very secular belief but i know a lot of people who subscribe to that very very bigoted and disgusting mindset say that it's my experience so always taught me that it's the fact that partition runs so deep in this country you know what i mean the roots of partition run so deep and people say that you know we have first hand experience in it so not getting too much into it and we can of course like change that to a different context which we can relate to what do you think about people say that i've experienced it i just think that's a way to shut you up saying hey i've seen it happen so i can say these things Hey, you saw one side of it, right? Or one experience. One of experience it. of it in the whole. Um, yes, go, go ahead. On. No, I was saying in the in everything that happened during partition. There are so many things you're leaving out if you're saying my Islamophobia is justified right. because I saw these things happen. Was the partition really worse than the colonization we faced from the British? It really wasn't. Why do we worship them and we hate people who like who went through it with us? That's also yeah. an interesting mindset. It's Westernization also something we really want to talk about. We'll Maybe get we can take it another, up. Yeah, in another, in another episode. episode. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, but yeah, like moving forward from that whole thing, like about experiences. What do you want? Do you have anything to say about that? Just about the broad overview of experience. Um. Okay. I'll say it in regards to like homophobia because uh-huh. I think this is something that all of us have had to have tried to have conversations about. Yes. And it has maybe like sometimes it's never worked one hundred percent in our favor because there's always been like a you know no like I support the community but you cannot be gay yeah I'm like or like saying oh I will support if you are or if your friends are this and that but then a week down the line you're having some conversation and they crack a joke which is like. Homophobic. I don't want to which is very homophobic you know they'll be like oh this person um ye to matlab pansy ladka tha mm-hmm. and pansy is Jigger warning the mention of a slur yeah yeah, yeah sorry it's fine don't worry I said that no no it's good I was no there um that's a way of you know calling someone gay and making fun of them mm. and i would say hey that's not okay and they would just again be like you know hamare time mein so this was an insult so it's fine another thing that i want to get into which yeah. i want you i can't really talk on it because the status quo has favored me is sexism is another way that i think the most homophobia is still a it is a very very widespread thing but because there are i mean being like your sex being female is yeah. far more visually tangible thing than you know a person's sexuality I think sexism runs so much deeper in terms of like you know like the the actual way that it's practiced in this country. Where do you think that sexism comes in, and how do you think it like plays with tradition? In so many ways, because if you look at it, 
patriarchy is the root cause of so many issues in our society hmm. so many issues in our society and even in um supposedly modern households you can see sexism in the smallest of things whether it's a son being not outrightly but subtly being favored more than the daughter or um just you know is his curfew is different yours is 9 pm his is 12 am they will say it's safety but you can't help but think yeah or uh, even like just not even yeah, yeah. or even like i know people who apportion different amounts of their savings for their kids colleges i know a son that's gone to a like 60 lakh a year university and a daughter who's like struggling to go to a 3 lakh a year university so like there's it's very very tangible and obvious you know I'm serious. Mm-hmm. No, I I swear to God, I, I swear. Johnny's <laughs> really shocked. I'll tell you after this. who it is and everything. But yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry. Uh, but I was saying that that is a very thing. So, do you have any experience with it? Because you come from a household of two daughters. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. So, so do you. I've never, I've never faced like outright, like I've never been able to pinpoint it and be like, you know, like this is not fair. Like this, what you're doing is not fair because. My sister and I get treated the same. Hmm. But also, like I know for the fact that you know, like when. We're at home and someone's coming over. We'd be asked to like wear decent clothes. Yeah. But what is decent clothes? Like, what is really sexual about a fifteen-year-old and a seventeen-year-old child? Like, the literal children. I remember once I posted a picture on Instagram where I was wearing a halter top, and my father's friend called him and said, "Tell your daughter to not post these things." Are you serious? I'm serious, one hundred percent. That's crazy. That's Ski, awful. You know, skis. you don't know how guys are going to discuss her pictures like tell her so to just not so i think that the problem comes from the fact that bias your dad like yeah that like is that man mm-hmm. about and they say that that again comes from experience which is like drawing back to the like the thing of this topic and they I'm, mask it on the safety but there's so much more there is so much more another two things that i want to talk about do you have anything more to say on the sex thing no, no, another two things that i want to talk about are less discussed and they're actually further entrenched into like for me they were yeah to our casteism and transphobia and again we um, are again not people who are directly affected by those so we're going to skim through them because we don't want to take someone else's platform from them but for me personally so many casteist slurs i'm not going to name any of them because now they're completely out of my dictionary were so part of the way that i interacted with my friends mm-hmm. i didn't know they were casteist until recently that they are actually names of marginalized recently. caste societies i learned that through twitter a lot of the words that we use are uh, a lot of words that janvi i still use to this day i might not know of in uh, general not only casteist i think ableist slurs racist ableist. slurs and when you try to contest your opinion with adults or even people of our age who come from those same families they're like it's one word it's two words there is no one from the community here who will be offended then you know you don't even know like yeah the history of words that yeah, we use yeah you don't know the history of words and another argument that they give is that why are you giving one word so much power You are no one to say that. You are no one to say you that. You are no one to say that unless you're from that community. But from that community, and I feel like that that also just I think like plays into a larger thing of there's such a large intergenerational gap between our generation and the generation above us that wasn't really present earlier. You know what I mean? Earlier there was no sensitization, close to no sensitization. The people who were at that time a little more conscious of themselves were seen as sensitive, just like how our generation is called sensitive. Um. And so they used to say anything and everything, even up until very recently, slurs were said. Slurs are still said among so many kids. 
but when it comes to our parents if you try to call them out they'll say now that we can't say anything everything is wrong these are just jokes also the fact that our generation is called snowflakes yeah like so your generation weird. can't take anything we can't say anything to you we can't even like um <clears throat> scold you guys you will say it's mental abuse and this and that <laughs> yeah, and that's just like Sorry. that's just like a, I think a byproduct of that. Yeah, that's just like that. a mindsets being more malleable than that. Yeah, exactly. And I get that the times you lived in were completely different, but change is the only constant and times are constantly changing. And Oh, that was just... a very like tumbler quote. <laughs> go through what you grow through what you go through. The times are constantly changing and change is the only constant. And I do not know why people of the generations above us refuse to adapt to that change right uh, is it an explanation or is it an excuse i think it's an explanation yeah now another thing i want to like bring this to is um privilege and resources right because yeah. these old people that we have talked about right now do have the resources they don't have the will they don't But have the will what do we like what about people who don't have the resources talk about that journey so i know for like we have access to wifi we have yeah. an internet connection we have social media we're yeah. learning a, a lot of things i think most of the stuff that we know yeah. about like our political views yeah. is through social media and the internet mm-hmm. and not a lot from like home so um what about people who don't have that internet connection who don't have that wifi that is also something i'm really glad you brought that up because i'd completely forgotten about that um for example in my sociology class and even in my political science class for that matter there are some kids who do not come from the most privileged backgrounds and that's why their opinions are um extremely sexist and they're extremely homophobic and they just don't understand feminism as a term at all they're the ones who are like even men are oppressed and this and that and i remember in 11th grade like the beginning of it when i would hear them say these things i would feel so much anger and disgust but as in the same subject i learned and i realized and i also sensitized myself i realized they do not have the resources to tell them that these things that are being told to that they're being told are wrong yeah exactly and it's not even a conditioning of older generations at this point it's their conditioning as well because they're not exposed to the same environment as we are they are conditioned just by their older generation yeah they are conditioned just by their older generation again an explanation but i'm reiterating if and when you get the chance to explain to them when they yeah, are you I should take up that chance so a lot of times you've also heard like you know um people say that it's not my responsibility to educate you yeah but i think that only um is it's only limited to yeah. people who have the resources and yeah. not the will and not people who don't have the resources because i think it is like not your responsibility it's like your duty and yeah it's something that you should just do of course if you're not in like the headspace and everything that's completely yeah. a different thing but if you can then you should there's a difference between someone being genuinely confused about something and coming to you with questions and someone forming an opinion 
I'm coming to you saying, hey, you are too sensitive. And I've heard, I've like come across this a lot of times. I think even Kabir's like said this a lot of times. When he like want to ask a question about like clearing a doubt or something. Yeah. He like at first, like when we just become friends, he used to be like, you know, like don't like think I'm a bad person for asking this or something. Yeah. Thank and then he'd like ask him. There like, are some people who genuinely want to be educated. Yeah, um, that's like a completely different thing. And I think it's so unfair that they have like this fear of getting attacked. Yeah. For like genuinely just wanting to clear that. Like I will give you an example. A lot of us have resources. Why I said the point about some people being genuinely curious and asking people from a lot of communities. I went on the internet to search is heterophobia real and i didn't get any article on it so that's why i went and um spoke to some people who um like spoke to people from the no 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 spoke to people who are from the queer community who uh gave me their experiences with um, the word like heterophobia. Yeah, their experiences were just sort of entitled um, cis-het people saying things and when you reprimanding them, they would say, oh, heterophobia. So that's how I got to know. That's why I think um, edged, uh, people sensitizing you when you have resources is fine, but people, it's not their duty to educate you when you have the resources and you have already formed an opinion. It's not force you. Like, yeah. if you want it, then you come to the person you ask. Then you just be like, listen, can you, like, explain this to me? But someone will not be like, okay, I did this wrong, but it's not my fault because I didn't know, so you should explain yeah. it to me rather than, like, pouncing on me. I'm sorry, but you're saying something so insensitive. Yeah. I am going to pounce on you. Right. Exactly. Right. And, um, uh, what I completely agree with, though, is you trying to explain someone who does explain something to someone who does not necessarily have all the resources yeah if you want to know then you know it's like i'm not obliged to explain it to you if you're like if you want to know then i will of course like i'll help you out and this goes for um older generations so wrapping this up naomi do you want to give a conclusion to conclusion i will give a conclusion um what can i say again at the end of the day um people of older generations our parents our grandparents even some people who are actually in like millennials Hmm. it's not their opinions and their conditioning is not their fault Hmm. but like we said at the very beginning there is scope for change and let's hope that you can actually make that change and i will say at this time because i'm so serious my social battery is fully run out so bye guys bye everyone bye